Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got David Phillips here with me, and we are going to continue talking about the crusade. We just wrapped up with talking about some of the successful stories of how people were amazed at how easy the fast was, amazed at how God provided the 222 for them to come, and the ways and the means and the hotels and the airfares and the driving in. We had people from Nova Scotia, Australia, New Zealand, several people around the world. So we were just about to go into, this is all talking about before the crusade started. All right, so now let's get into, and I guess we need to talk about the elephant in the room too. Okay, everybody's going to want to know, did the sevenfold miracles show up? I will say this, you know, we didn't know what to expect. And I will say that they didn't show up the way I was expecting them. But then a prophecy that was given to Leslie said that they wouldn't show up the way we were expecting them. I forgot to tell you about that. I believe that they showed up in a different way. And, and we'll get to that. But yeah. your, your comment on that. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, we had an, we had an expectation about what God was going to do. And... I think that we were all looking to that expectation, not realizing that God was doing an amazing work. Big things, big things. All through the conference, every single day, it, it, it was just amazing. And you know, at the end, we we were almost just wondering what just happened here. We we were trying to to just to to come to grips with what God had just done. And we'll talk about that more. But I think that things were happening that we didn't understand. It yeah. was it was a lot deeper and a lot bigger than what anybody had thought of. I mean, right. now looking back on it, I'm blown away by what God did. Okay, so 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 okay. So we did the fast. Everybody came in. We did the the Passover meal. Talked about in the, that in the broadcast yesterday. Now let's get to Leslie's uh, talk. The this is the uh, the Saturday morning talk. And she talked on the Kundalini spirit. Yeah, and it's amazing how much error there is in the church. And honestly, it was very difficult to watch mm. because you saw you, pl- you played videos. You're talking about the videos of other ministers that are doing yeah, crazy things. She not only had you know powerpoints where she said this is what's going on in the churches, but this she actually wrong. showed you yeah. yes what's wrong in the churches. She actually showed you examples that she had found where people were showing about their churches and, and the things that were going on there. And it was so difficult to watch that at certain points of time, I closed my eyes. Wow. Because it just grieved me so much, I didn't even want to look at it. And this Meaning is what's these happening. these are the crazy things that are happening in churches. Yes, and, and because the churches are trying to be spiritual because they don't have the true spirit of right. God. If they don't have it, they can't give it, and so they're trying to manufacture entertainment, and they're trying to manufacture the Spirit. When you try to manufacture the Spirit, you're going to get Big something, problems. but it's not going to be the Holy you're Spirit. You're going to get the Kundalini Spirit. And it is going to put people in bondage, and, and it's going to be terrible for them spiritually, right? And so she was helping people to understand the error that is in the current church, and how if we, it, the body of Christ, have been a part of this, this is something that needs to be dealt with. Yes. Because these will leave scars on you that will limit your growth. Okay, now in terms of the crusade, 
Why was it important that we lead off with that as the first talk, or was that important? That's a great question, and the reason that, that I think is because we're we're looking to see the manifestation of the, the power of God. Exactly, the genuine manifestation. We want to see God work, but we're not looking to see, you know, craziness. We don't want things. We don't want to see things out of order. We want the true, holy right. power we of God. We don't see people jerking around or flopping on the floor or laughing or right. some crazy stuff. Kundalini right. spirit. We don't want to see that. Right. And whenever, as I said, whenever there's a group of prophets. The Jezebels always show up, just like if there's a dead body, you get flies. And I think that that was the intention. But then I think what happened is there were people in the audience that were saying, oh, I think we've seen some that, of that. Or we've been a part of that. And and they started to realize, uh-oh, um, this is something that I need to deal with. Yes. And so we started to realize Wait a second here. There are some people here that really need to kind of clean house a little mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm. and remove from them some mm-hmm. of the uh, some of the thoughts that they've had about what God is that might have been an error. And so we started to realize there were some ministries that needed to happen there. At least that's what I saw. Oh, absolutely. From. Well, it's kind of like just recently they've been talking about these measles parties. You're supposed to take your kids over to a measles party so you can pick up measles and get them over measles well it's almost like these different churches have had these different speakers in they've been pushing to try to find the spirit of god but what came in was a kundalini spirit right and people that have gone to those meetings it's just like going to a measles party you picked up a kundalini spirit right so the first thing leslie does uh, saturday morning is to talk about the kundalini spirit and says okay look it we're not going to have that you start flopping like a fish. You a fish. You start barking like a dog. You start, you know, doing something crazy, and you'll see a couple of armor bearers, one on each side, and they will be escorting you over to the deliverance ministers. Well, uh, that got everybody's eyes open wide, and they realized that this is the genuine. We're not going to put up with the foolish. This will be done right. And because that's what real prophets do. They point out error and they see that things are done decently and in order in the church. And that's the way it was at this crusade. Yes, absolutely. And people started to realize, again, that there were some things that maybe they had had in their past that needed right. to be dealt with. And, right. and that was and, – and I'm going to say – If they've ever been to something like that, especially if they've ever been prayed over by something like yes. that, they probably got a kundalini spirit. Yes. And, they, and, like you caught measles, they caught a kundalini spirit. And what I saw – just sitting in the audience, the plan started to change a little bit mm-hmm. based upon the need of the people. It it, it started – I don't know if it's at this point or – you could probably explain what happened well, let better. let me just but say this. The, I think what you need to do is explain the Holy Ghost title. We're sitting in the audience, okay, and, and we're, we're seeing the progression of what God is doing in, in things like Leslie's talk. And then all of a sudden – you see the leaders, Any one of the all ministers. of a sudden, everything stops. And the leaders all go to a corner of the room in a circle, and they start talking. Just like a football huddle. And the, the people in the audience here are saying, uh, what's going on? What are they doing? Why is everything stopping? And why are they huddling? Like, why now, right? And you started to realize that what they were doing is they had, had an idea mm-hmm. of what they were going to do. And, and I, I told the guy right next to me, I said, it looks like they're in a football huddle. 
Yeah. You know, and the guy next to me says, "Well, I hope it scores a touchdown." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, "Yeah, definitely." And they came out of the huddle, and all of a sudden, you could see, "Okay, we're going to w- change the plans." This is what we're going to do. This is what we feel the Lord leading us. Right. And now, all of a sudden, things started to change based upon where God was leading. Right. And there was no more. This is the the strict, uh, you know, schedule. Of what we're doing here. Now, all of a sudden, it started to be, uh, no, the Lord's leading us here. And ministers were changing their slides right. real time. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, and this was a lot of work, not just for, I mean, not just for the people who were, who were, you know, trying to grow and, and catch what God was doing. At first, they probably thought, well, this is disorganized. But in reality, it was exactly. The opposite. It's staying organized, staying on track with what right. the Holy Spirit wants with to what do, God wanted not to do. what man has planned. Right. But it was a lot of work for the ministers because they had to be flexible. Yes. They had to say, okay, God wants me to go in this direction. I'm, I didn't even think I'd be talking on this. Right. And so, I mean, there I could tell just in the way when you change something like that, now all of a sudden – you're trying to figure out, okay, what does God want me to say? So now the ministers had to be not only tuned in with with God, what God brought them in with, but now what does God want them to say now? Right now. And so, right I now. mean, everything is right you now. better be close to God because God's moving. You want to be in line that's, with that's what he's saying. That's one of the things that Devorah Scalar said in our after-crusade ministry meeting at, up to 3 o'clock in the morning. She said, oh, in your Holy Ghost title. She says, I'm, I, that was so amazing. She says, I've never seen that. That was the greatest idea I think I've ever seen. She says, I, I can't tell you how many crusades or different meetings and conferences I've been in. And she says, and you know, they, they write it all down. Okay, this way, and, and every minute, you're going to be talking, you'll be talking, we take yeah. a break here. You know, they write it all down. And then what happens, they get into it, is that that's not really working or that's not really the direction that the Spirit's leading. No, right. we've got it all written down. No, that's the way we have to go. We have to follow the schedule. And so they follow the schedule right away from the Holy Spirit. Right. And she says, I absolutely love that. She says, I love the fact that any one of the ministers at any minute can call a Holy Ghost huddle. Everything stops. They huddle, and maybe they keep going in the direction. Right. Maybe they don't. Maybe they go in another direction. And like one lady, is, as is walking out, she says, the only thing that I like to see different, she says, I like to see that they have something written down for us to kind of follow. She says, now I know with your Holy Ghost huddle, you got to change it. She says, but it would like to have it written down. Well, since we hadn't done a crusade in 10 years, again, we've done 60 of them, so we know what we're doing. But since we hadn't done one in 10 years, we were, and we didn't know what sevenfold, we didn't know what God was going to do. So I, I told him, I said, no. I said, now, among the ministers, we did have a loose schedule that was, okay, this is when you talk. But there was nothing exactly planned. Yeah, I mean, we, we all had several different PowerPoints. We're flexible to go in whatever direction. I mean, you don't want to go in there and just fly by the seat of the pants. You don't want to have, right. okay, what, what, what comes next? I mean, right. you want to have a plan, but you always want that plan to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I think there was three, there might have been four, but I thought it was about three times that people called the Holy Ghost title. And I remember one time, you know. In the beginning. I mean, the Holy Ghost huddles picked up in frequency as we went through it because i mean i remember one time that that we were we were heading this direction and and then like this one minister was just about done talking and 
one of the ministers says, okay, I'm calling a Holy Ghost huddle. And, of course, the, the audience, they don't know what to think. Right. But all the ministers, it's like it's like you're raising a red flag. It's like you are uh, calling a coach's whistle. I mean, everything stops. And they go over and they huddle. Okay, uh, are we going in the right direction here? Okay, I'm, do we need to be switching? Okay, all right. And I'll tell you what goes on some of the, the huddles. Like one of them, the, the last evening, I was like probably 80 90% done with that PowerPoint. But... I was kind of feeling like I'd sort of already said what I wanted to say, what I needed to say. So I, I, I can't remember if it was me or if it was someone else. Called the Holy Ghost Huddle. Okay, so get the picture. The ministers are sitting in the front row. And that's another thing. We all have these little two-by-eight tables. So you're actually sitting at a table. So you have water at your table or or your place to write and make notes and area to lean on. So it makes the time much, much better. You want to say something? Go ahead. Yeah, and... The Holy Ghost title starts, and everybody in there is in their seat saying, "What is God doing?" Mm. The, everybody knows I think they like it. They, I think absolutely, they because because they they now you're in anticipation because you know that God is doing something, and you and where God is flowing, that's where you want to be. I mean, right, it, it's right. almost like you know that God is doing something, so pay attention here. Right, oh, God. Yeah. God might be doing a shift, but that's exactly where you want to be. Right, you know, because right. that that kind of confirms that God's in this, and it's not just you. You know, you're running by I a plan. Think it was a real assurance to the group, so that they could know that this is not just some kind of a we're following the schedule thing. And you didn't. That we're you following didn't like the Holy Ghost thing. Did you know that you'd be doing this many? Huddles or we didn't like no, I mean uh, okay. before we start, here's here's that kind of, that comes back. Now come back to my story. So again, we've done over sixty of these crusades. Now we did the Power of Jesus Crusades, which was based upon giving personal prophecies. So before we start, we always get the ministers there early, and three four hours before the crusade starts, we have what I call get on the same page meeting, and we sit in there, and I say, okay, here's what we're gonna do. And then I'll mark through, here's what we're going to do, here's our schedule, this is what we're going to do. Now, what are we really going to do? <laughs> In other words, is everybody good with this? Are you good with this? Are you good with this? And, okay, right. no, I think we need to change this. I think you need to do that first. And Okay, and we're again, we, we always pray, we're seeking the Lord. Now, again, we have a plan. It's just like I heard one boxer say, everybody has a plan, do you get hit in the mouth? Yep. Okay, and I heard heard another one say that, well, you know, the, the objective of a football play is to make a touchdown every time. But, of course, you don't always make a touchdown every time. So you have to go back and huddle again. Well, same thing with us. So anyway, let me go back, go back to my story. So one time we called the Holy Ghost huddle. So the ministers come together. Now, I'm just about done talking. And they said, okay, so where are we going? I said, well, I think I'm really, I think I made my point on this. Well, and, and I'm kind of getting ahead. I'm not going to tell you everything because we've we got to talk about that. But so Maurice tells, he says, okay, I think I need to give this vision. So Maurice, I, I'm getting a little bit ahead here. Maurice had a very powerful vision while he was there. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. He says, so I think I need to give this vision. I think the Lord has me. I said, absolutely. I said, Maurice, you have to give that vision. He said, now, how much time do I have? I said, well, Maurice, how much time do you need? He said, uh, 10 minutes. Well, when he got up on stage, he said, now I only have 10 minutes. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Maurice, I didn't say you had 10 <laughs> minutes. I said, I want you to tell the whole thing. 
you know, we'll be here till midnight. If necessary, I want you to give us the whole vision. You have a very powerful vision. We'll get to that. So then, then we're so we're we're in the Holy Ghost title. So okay, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and finish my talk. I'm done. I said, and then we're gonna hand it over to Maurice. And then what? Okay. So then we're gonna have uh, Messi come up after that. And I said, Messi, and you guys are gonna be over there with the healing line. And what wound up is they they took a lines a couple of lines to pray for more people for healing and there was a lot of healings we'll get to that mm-hmm. and then I went over and started giving personal prophecies in a line and there was a lot of we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that a lot of blubbering a lot of it, it was very, very but it's powerful. good to okay. hear kind of what's happening within the huddle because when you're on the outside you, you have no idea all you know is God's doing something and it's real time and and you're sitting there saying what is God doing right I think. It's assuring to the people to know that the ministers are not following a schedule. They're not yeah. doing man's will. And I, what I sensed is every time we come out of a Holy Ghost huddle, everybody was there was anticipation, and they were saying, "Okay, man, let's get going." Yeah, you know. Yep. Okay, so now let's go back to the schedule. Talking about that. So, so Monday morning, Leslie is talking on the Kundalini Spirit. After that, and that was very powerful. We did some prayer for people, and then we went to our our lunch, and then we came back that evening. And again, now the way it works here is from seven to nine, we had a. And by the way, the, the, I'm not saying that this is necessarily the way the next one is going to work. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure the next one won't work this way. But we'll talk about that another day. I'm telling you what happened to this one. So from seven to nine, the lunch buffet is open. Meeting starts at nine o'clock, goes nine to noon. And then afternoon, um, see Monday afternoon, we were, I believe we were free then. Okay, and so yep. that was that was nap time, and then from five to seven was the buffet time again, and then the ministry starts again, and then uh, Saturday night. So this is the first time that I talked, and uh, I talked on my charts, the uh, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials chart. And I walked through that, and then after which was that, the easier of some of the more yes. complicated charts. Yeah, yeah, and which is a good, a nice way to start talking about that topic. And many of the people I'd requested that they read the book before they get there, but the problem is we ran out of books. Right, uh, shipping the books, and yep. that's another thing. We had about a thousand books uh, shipped too that did arrive Friday afternoon. And I understand we filled uh, uh, orders for 350 books yeah, I, I immediately didn't, that night. I had been waiting my, for my book for a long time before I actually got it. So yeah, there were Speaking a lot of people of which, that didn't have it. By the time you hear this, we will have more books. Right. Uh, I know that we've got uh, uh, over 2,000 books on back order. But now we have the books, so they'll, they're probably already shipping by the time you hear this. Um, so anyway, so anyway, um, and, and that's another thing I got to talk to you about what the people are saying about the book because it's just awesome. But anyway, our, and it's so, not just the book, but it's the revelation in the book, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people that are you know talking about a lot of different books. It's not really just about the books. It's about the revelation on understanding what you know. You look at Revelation, and it's like yeah, there's a lock on that thing. There, there's no way you're going to understand it. But this book really just helps you to understand the connection and the timing, and then all of a sudden it starts to put things together. And so I know you'll go into that later, but an encouragement for people out there that are like, I don't really know. This is really important. It's something that you're going to want to really prayerfully consider looking into. Well, 
probably a third of the people there had read the book. And they were coming up and shaking my hand and hugging me and saying, man, that book is just awesome. Just, and you know, anytime you write a book, you know, you're wondering, you know, is this, is this going to be a flop? Is this going to flop like a fish? I mean, am I going to get a lot of complaints? And or another one of my concerns is because it, you know, it's prophecy and it's deep. And one of my concerns was, man, I'm going to hear this. I can't even read this book, man. I, I read about two or three pages. I had to put it down. I don't even understand this book. This is way over my head. I can't understand it. But that's not what I'm hearing. People are saying they love the book. They're saying now it is deep. Matter of fact, this one lady, <laughs> this one lady came up. She says, okay, I want to tell you about your book. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> she says, I am an avid reader. She says, now, I looked at your little skinny book, and I thought I can I can not. <laughs> That's what I thought when I first got the book. I said, oh, this is not too thick. I can, I can, no problem. And then I opened it Wrong. up, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Wrong. So to tell you about the skinny book part, I specifically asked them to make very thin paper. Put it on as thin as you can, just short of going to Bible paper, because I want it to be as thin as you can possibly make it so that they can – carry it with their Bible. I want it to be six by nine because the typical Bible size is six inches by nine inches. Cause I said, I think this can be like a reference book that they're going to carry with them in their Bible, probably for the rest of their life so that they can refer back to, I mean, it's just very, very difficult to remember everything that is in the book. So I had to put on very thin paper. So there's another thing I did is had it two columns. That's nothing. People, I can't tell you how many times people say, oh, and I love the two yeah. columns. Yeah. See, because that's not something they normally do. Right. Well, when you have one column, it gets to the end, and you know, you go back and you find yourself rereading the same sentence again, and it, it right. just is very distracting. Right. But by having two columns, it makes the sentence shorter, so you don't reread what you've already read. Also, by having two columns, you can actually get more words per page than a single column layout. Interesting. I would never have thought that. Okay, so I'm trying to make the book very thin. I mean, that's the reason most of your books are dual column. Yeah. I mean, look at a Dake's book. It's, it's uh, what, six columns. Hmm. So more columns actually puts more text on the page. So I had them lay out, and, and I think it's like 11 or 12 point or something. The size of the point for the book is not the problem. But your typical book runs forty-five to 50,000 words, something I learned here recently, whereas my book is 85,000 words. And you'd never guess it. by You get it in the mail and you think you know, it's like it's a little bit thicker than maybe a <laughs> magazine or something, right? It's, yeah. uh, or, you know, it, but you open it up and you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> well, like at our Bible study, you know, we've been reading a book and we do 90 minutes from the Bible study, 630 to 8, Friday nights. Uh, on the corner of Park and K in Plano, Texas. You're welcome, by the way. Bring your book. So we've been reading the book for the last six weeks, and I think we've only got we've only covered sixty pages yep. in six weeks because there's a lot of text to it. Now, one of the things I was concerned about is no, no, it's way too complicated. It's over my head. I can't read this. But what people are saying is, no, no, it's now it's deep. They're saying that's one of the comments everybody's saying it's deep. But it's actually easy to read right. and easy to understand. But it is deep because you've, you've unlocked revelation. 
to us. You're the first person that's really unlocked the understanding of Revelation. And now they also say, I had to go back and reread <laughs> several places. Uh, everybody, everybody that reads the book once yeah. always has to go back and read it a second time. So let me go back to my avid reader. So this lady says, I want to talk to you about your book. I want to tell you, I'm an avid reader. I mean, I read a lot of books. So I looked at your little scrawny book, or I think it was a skinny book, she said. So I looked at your little skinny book. She says, I can knock this out in three hours. She says, two weeks later. <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm still reading this book. And she says, I just want to tell you that I think that this is awesome. I think God opened up Revelation to you. I think that you were shown a, a very special key to Revelation. And she says, I have never understood Revelation to this degree. I've never. She says, this is above and beyond uh, anything, anything I've, I've ever seen. And she says, I think this is one of the most wonderful books that I have ever read. And of course, okay, my heart has just melted all over the room. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because there's a lot of fear. Play, which, by the way, we had an awesome band. Yes, I mean, and it was a live band in the evenings, a live band in the morning. We were just kind of sing along to music. But uh, my son and my daughter were the praise and worship leaders, and you tell them. Yeah, it, it was very powerful, but but also because the people were so hungry, and there was a consistency with the people. They were really hungry. They really wanted to see the hand of God, and there were there were a lot of people that really needed prayer. Mm. And I'm telling you, but I'm see, not just talking about hungry thing. Yeah, but I'm not just talking about physical healings. And there's the body of Christ is really hurting. Mm. And I mean, I can feel the anointing when I say that the body of Christ is really hurting. And I'm not just talking physically. I am talking physically, but also spiritually. Mm. They've been through. They've been hurt. Um, this world is really dark and really ugly, and even the body of Christ, you know, you think these people who truly are hungry for God, these people come in there and they really needed a touch from God. And, you know, and these are the people that God arranged and allowed them to be there. So I can absolutely guess that the other people that were not able to make it for one reason or another are also having those same types of needs because there's a Am huge Am I seeing hunger. holy goosebumps on your arms? Yes. <laughs> your arms look like <laughs> like leopard skin or something or, yeah, or, or yeah. some kind of alligator That's, skin. I was looking down I thought, he doesn't have a rash or anything. I don't think I've seen goosebumps that big before. Well, and that's the thing, right? And I'm just going to – I'll skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, but you're, you're going to say you got something there. But hang on. Well, well I'm just – no, I'm going to – I'm just going to say that, that that's one of the things that I got from this conference. When I got anointed, now I know the anointing. Yeah. And I mean it's not like I kind of know when that anointing hits – I no. know it, and so we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay, but, all right, well, we're yeah. running out of time, so I'll just say uh, get my book, 1 for 20, 5 for 30, 10 for 55, and now we have a new case price. You can get a case of 60 of the books for $250. That's about 4 bucks a book. 1 for 20, 5 for 30, 10 for 55, or a case of 60 for $250. And you can get that at prophecyclub.com. The case price, you might still have to call. We might not have that on the website. If you have to call 785-266-1112, thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your gifts of support. God bless.
In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. It was just a project. I didn't think anything special was going to happen, but I began to receive revelations. 30 revelations and two visions, giving me more depth. God showed me a single word, first fruits, is a secret door found in Revelation and Leviticus. When linked together, the end-time events can be placed in chronological order. For the first time, we can know what feast Jesus returns on, the feast for the judgment seat of Christ on the great white throne, and the feast upon which the wheat is resurrected, and on the day the new Jerusalem comes down to earth. And even though I've been in Bible prophecy for 40 years, I freely admit to you that I knew nothing that is revealed in this book supernaturally. So you probably know nothing that is in this book. One prophetic word said, There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Don't get one for $20. Instead, get five for 30 or 10 for 55 Or a new case price, 60 books for $250. That's 60 books in a case for $250. The secret door to understand Bible prophecy at prophecyclub.com. The Prophecy Club is on the tip of God's spear. Join the battle and prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support. 